already getting confused. Uh, I believe it's episode three of Community Depot. My name is Sarah, or SB, the BAM, if you got it. And yeah, I am honestly, I'm absolutely loving, you know, as much as I'm not a big fan of coronavirus, I'm absolutely loving the uh, virtual calls that I've been having with the people that have come on so far to the podcast. And today I have another amazing, beautiful guest, one who's actually very familiar to the world of podcasting and community depot. So I'm going to let her reintroduce herself. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, please. Hi, uh, I'm Cindy Temi, uh, aka Taste with Temi, aka MZ Hair, and one third of Afrobeats Afropop podcast. Yeah, so for those who have listened to the podcast before, if you haven't, Again, check it out, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, you have no excuse. Um, Cindy was on uh, the finale episode of season one, uh, given given us her unique perspective on um, some of the topics that we discussed. So, of course, I had to bring Cindy on again uh, to go through uh, a very topic, I talked the a topic that is very close to my heart but one that I think is very very relevant especially as we are in a time of reflection but before we go on to that we're gonna get it cracking gonna get it popping and we're gonna go on to the first part of the podcast now because Cindy has been on before and you know for all the uh guys that I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be Cindy's good job. Listen to the other episode. She, she's, she's talked about it. She's got it. She's got it all sorted out. We're going to do something a little different here. Something new on a community pod. Something that I haven't done before. And it, I think it's going to be quite an interesting game. So it's Snog, Marry, Avoid, which I'm okay. sure you've played before, yeah? <laughs> but Snog, Marry, Avoid with a twist. And to really kind of test just how much looks versus personality versus circumstance plays a part when it comes to picking our partners. So, are you ready, Cindy? I'm ready. You, re- you ready? <laughs> okay, so, Snog, Mario Boyd. These are your three options. Okay. <laughs> Barack Obama. Okay. He, he, you are his first wife, and he has two wives. Usher. But he has a particular form of an SDI where he changes his face for two weeks every time you have sex. And Jason Derulo, where you have to be his backup dancer. So I'm going to say them again. Barack Obama, where you are his first <laughs> wife. And he has a second wife. Asha, where he has a particular form of SDI that every time you have sex, he um it changes he changes his face for two weeks and Jason Derulo um where you have to be his backup dancer. So we're gonna go with the guys that you guys, you know, this is marriage and whatnot. <laughs> um uh, okay. I get told off. Um and then we're also gonna go under the guys that Usher in particular, when his face changes, it's to someone that you are not attracted to. Right. So snog, marry, avoid, go. <laughs> um, okay, so definitely avoid Barack Obama. I'm not here for the whole multiple wives thing. <laughs> okay, um, wow. Mary for a lifetime commitment. Jason Derulo, I'm here for it. Dancing keeps me fit. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. 
Usher. I would have put Usher in the avoid category because I'm not really trying to do with any STIs out here. But then, seeing as it's not one that's like detrimental to one's health, and if you like the person enough, I guess their personality doesn't really matter how they look. So yeah. So marry. I'm gonna be a dancer for Jason D. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna marry Jason D. You're going yeah. to snog Usher. Usher. And you are going to avoid uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. yeah. Um. So for me, I would actually, I'm trying to think, I probably would marry Jason Derulo. And that's quite hard for me to say because Jason is genuinely one of the most annoying, uh, I genuinely feel yes. like he's one of the most annoying like celebrities. And I, and, I, and I choke a little bit when I say that, but he is a very annoying celebrity. So I, I struggle a bit saying marry. Um, but I don't know. I kind of feel like, I would probably avoid Barack and yeah. snog. Did I say avoid Barack? Oh, actually, no. I think I would snog Barack and mm. I would avoid Usher. Because I, I, for me, I kind of feel like I would snog Barack because he's Barack. Like, nothing has changed from him apart from the fact that he, I would be his first wife and mm. then he would have a second wife. Like yeah. I mean, I don't. The thing is that I don't like to share. I don't like to share. I don't. I don't. I don't. But <laughs> if it meant in that moment I was a priority, and again, please, all nobody come and jump on my head and say that I'm trying to do home record. That's not my pee. I would never do that. That I'm, mm-hmm. I've spoken about this before. I've just me. I'm not a side chick. But I think under the guise of in that moment, I am his priority. I am number one. I was snogging. I was snogging. It's still Barack Obama. Like. Um, and I think I said avoid Usher because his face is going to change like somebody you don't find attractive to someone that I don't find attractive and I kind of feel like if I think about the actual action itself I would rather snog someone that I was still who I still think is attractive than someone who essentially as soon as I snog them they're just going to be unattractive Mm. Um, so that's kind of my thing but I, do, I like that reasoning yeah i feel like um it's quite interesting though that we've kind of both said marry jason do you think that's to do with <laughs> i mean apart from what you said in terms of like being a dancer do you think that's also to do with just being a, a support system so like obviously he's on tour or he's around like mm. um i didn't to be fair i didn't think of it like that but i think it's just more for like the circumstances you'll find yourself like i don't mind being a dancer over being like a choice of three or whoever of many and then having like an STI I'd rather like the, being the dancer is not a phase like, I'd rather be active and I didn't even think of it in terms of like the, the support side of it yeah I think for me kind of what part of the reason why I said it would be I mean it's, it's interesting because I think it's a bit of balance I think mm. that on the one hand, I would love to be there through all, you know, that full journey. Yeah. But on yeah, the yeah. other hand, there is, you know, I don't think any of those circumstances, those, those circumstances were not meant to be. They're not trying to marry a dancer anytime yeah, soon. Exactly. <laughs> and I think for myself, the, the kind of person that I am, especially how I'd want to be in a relationship, mm. I don't know if that interdependency would be there. Like, um, in terms of, obviously, he's this, like, high-flying superstar. And 
you've got, you know, and he's probably around really successful, amazing executives and businesswomen. And you are, I'm just, you know, you might be working hard at your craft, but you know, the comparison, I don't know how I feel with that with like, you know, an executive, someone who's looking after these affairs and these business and these backup dancers, who's essentially kind of, you know, providing the the aesthetics needed for his shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, I mean, what kind of putting that into play, do you feel like that could potentially make you rethink your, your answer? The only thing I would rethink was kind of what you said about, I wouldn't necessarily, also, like, I don't find Usher that attractive. And, like, Usher's not my type. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me. So that's why, and to be honest, neither is Jason Derulo. And I can't even remember what Jason Derulo looks like, to be honest. But I just Jason Derulo, I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not doing it. I'm not marrying him because of his looks. That one kind of fall in the dustbin. But Usher, I was going to be like, oh, like, quick uh, Google check on Jason Derulo. No, but I just <laughs> like, and, and, and then Barack, like, he's just, Hmm. The thing is, the Barack Obama thing is purely down to like just being a number. Oh yeah, I see Jason Derulo. No, but girl, mm-hmm. I don't mind Jason Derulo. No. Are you gonna treat Jason Derulo? Oh, no, Cindy. Cindy, we are not doing this today. We're not doing this today. He we looks like to- um, what's that kid from um, Love and Hip Hop? Uh, Safari. And you think that's that? Let's question this right now because Usher, Usher, it genuinely broke my heart when that whole thing came out about the his his STI and the fact that we were going to details. But that to me, that it hurt me. Like I can't, I can't openly say I love Usher. I got it. I can't, I can't openly say I love Usher, but secretly I still fancy Usher. Usher is like, oh, he's so buff. Jason's annoying. He's so annoying. He's um. He, he's had a. I saw. I saw Usher was in the pay, news recently about somebody trying to challenge his musical ability. I think it was the weekend or something. Yeah, it was the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, can I just say you look really, really hot? By the way, I'm loving this red and oh, emerald green combo. Giving me so, ideas. For the next oh, week. oh, 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 oh! I am um, so. For those who listened to the uh, podcast. Uh, last week, you will know that I we have now also moved to visuals as well as audio. So I figured, you know, I've got time in this quarantine. Let me just put a one, two, a step. Weegy. I'm going to lie to you. Week. I used to always like, it's so funny because actually I know amazing businesswomen like you. I know people who, you know, um, hair is, is part of their kind of their empire and such. Mm-hmm. But I, wouldn't, I still well, get is. nervous to tell people I'm wearing a wig. I think it's actually like a, 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 um, a knockback from like work. Well, as in black people or just people in general, anyone? No, people in general. No, people in general, people in general. But I think it's mm. actually because I've had to like pretend it's my hair because otherwise I'll get too many questions. I uh, never really openly say, oh, I'm wearing a wig. But now I'm like, you're wearing a wig, mm. you're wearing a wig, like you gotta own it. So. Own it, yeah, switch it up. One day I'm gonna have a room full of wigs, the same way women have room full of shoes. I'm not into shoes <laughs> like that, but girl, girl, oh, man. girl. Man, 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 it's good, it's gonna be all good. But yeah. amazing, so we, we now know that, okay, Jason, Jason, I can't be Jason Derulo, is actually yes, I just remember that. Picture. In your closet. Oh, oh, oh no, and yeah, safari. Like a blue eyes. 
did you see the video? There was a video, I think it was like a throwback of Nicki Minaj and uh, Will I Am. And then Safari's doing backing dancing for her. But obviously, we didn't know who Safari was at the time. So we just thought it was a backup dancer. Yes, He's cringe, though. They are, they are a prime example of the level of respect that is appropriate to someone who maybe isn't necessarily seen out there. Because Safari did a lot for Nikki. Like, behind the scenes, yeah, Safari was right, you know, he wrote rhymes for her. He was handling, holding shit down. Like, yeah. Safari did a lot. But Nikki didn't really rate him. She didn't, mm. she didn't really rate him. Even but, afterwards, but, she, tried to, she tried to dog him out. I remember there was, like, a whole, like, thing where she tried to, like, say he did this or he did that, mm. and he had to address it. But Safari's living his best life with Erica Mena, you know. Exactly. Like and look, and Nikki's choice of men isn't necessarily anything to... Steve Petty, or is it Kenny Petty? Kenny Poo Poo, more like rubbish mm. guy, nah, Nikki... Yeah. Yeah, you know, but hey, you do what you want when you're popping and you're rich, right? Oh, yeah. So what, what can you really say? Anyway, wait, wait. moving on to the next section of the podcast. And we are going to be talking today about friendships. So, Cindy and I, uh, as a bit of background, we've been friends for, Cindy, I can't even tell you a, a year, to be honest. No. I, I just say plus 20. 25 maybe more than 25 yeah more than 25 it's probably more than 25 but you say 25 plus because genuinely i can't say this is a point where i met cindy i feel like we just we were born like we were pretty much born together like and then we just we grew up together so cindy and i have been really good friends and actually you know touch words we'll touch my desk there um we've never had like a major falling out you know might have lost touch over the years but actually we've been i think We've had similar sentiments, which has allowed us to be good friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we've gotten older and had a greater appreciation of just life as a whole, we've mm-hmm. been able to develop. But of course, that's not always the case with um, our friendships. So I think, you know, for me, it's a really, it's a subject close to my heart because during this time of um, Corona and, and kind of just obviously being on lockdown, it's given me a lot of time to think about what I want for myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, the things that can generally make me happy. And mm-hmm. one of those things, you know, one of the words I always like to use is consistency. And that's across the board. So consistency from a guy who's approaching me to potentially yeah. date me to actually consistency from my family and from my friends. And I'm very blessed to have a, a select few uh, people who are, are consistent. But, you know, I'll be very open. It took me a while to appreciate and understand what that consistency meant. So I think my first question, just kind of pull up my um, my notes here, is in terms of, you know, friendships, how have you, how do you feel like your friendships have progressed over the year in ter- years, sorry, in terms of how you see, like, I don't want to say their usefulness, but how you see their their benefit and their kind of, growth in your life my friendships um so i'm the kind of person quite a social person in general but don't always necessarily equate like socialness to friendships and i understand people's i keep people at levels and i know internally what they are I may treat everyone the same way like on the outset but i kind of know distances so like in terms of my social circles i have like my school friends so secondary school friends same bunch of people 
I have my uni friends, same bunch of people. I have my work girls that I met at one of my key places of employment. Um, and then I have like a few people that I've met like outside of that, that are quite key and have been quite key for a number of years. And we've sort of maintained friendships. Obviously the way we've worked, we've um, school friends know each other. Obviously our parents are family friends as well. Your mom used to yeah. love me. Your mom was my sister's godmom. Um, and yeah. so like, that's like an element of where like, you, when you've got like loads of social circles, you just kind of have to be mindful of what, what every, I think every group brings something different to me. Um, yeah. There was a comment that our school friend, my school friends, secondary school friends made in our like WhatsApp group. They was like, oh, imagine if we met each other now at this stage, mm. we wouldn't necessarily be the closest of people because we're just yeah. so, so different. Yeah. Um, and there's things that I can like do with them or share with them that I may not necessarily be able to share with other like friendship groups and likewise, but like we've known each other for so long, we've grown together and maintained that friendship. And the only way we can really do that is because is by virtue of like social, like our WhatsApp groups um, and stuff. Um, but I feel like there, it's more like, it's, yeah, they do bring something different. Um, in terms of, but I'm actually one of, it might be weird to surprise you, but I don't actually have a best friend. Neither do I. Yeah, at all like so I don't have one person that I feel like I can uh, yeah yeah I don't really have one person I feel like I can tell my all to because even in thinking of who that potentially could be like there is restrictions in terms of what I tell certain people and whatnot. yeah, yeah. And I, I I agree with that and actually that's kind of part of why I was um like, part of the question that I was asking because I think that has changed for me over the years. Like, mm. I love with my heart. Like, I, you know, mm. I put my heart on my sleeve. Um, and it means that in the same, same way I want the best for myself, I want the best for everybody else. But what I've found, you know, in friendships is that um, everyone's trajectory is different. And sometimes it completely goes, you know, there's a point where it actually starts to differ from what yours is. Mm. Um, and where you have declared love and hugs and kisses and all the my bestie, my bestie, you're my bestie, having to rescind that, you know, I've been in an instance where I've had to like, over years, I've actually had to like answer questions because a friendship hasn't necessarily worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought to myself, you know, it, a part of me wants to guard my heart because actually everyone is due to change. Everyone has seasons. And it's not to say that your friends are going to um, suddenly leave you after a particular season, but it is about being quietly cautious in the respect that people are allowed to change, but in changing, you Mm -hmm. have to manage your own expectations. So, you know, um, I remember seeing something, I think, it was Tamara Maui, 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 I don't know how to pronounce the name, but she said something about, you know, oh. use this time to address. It was Tia. How it was yeah, Tia. I saw that, yeah. Like, backlash, you know, use, that. yeah use this time to kind of address how people are, um, how they are with you. Um, and obviously kind of, if they're not necessarily engaging with you, like address your friendship. And, and quite a lot of people clapped back and they said, well, actually that's incredibly selfish because... Mm-hmm. Um, people are going through things and I I feel like that's a great example of of where my friendships have gone in that because people have gone through different things and circumstances sometimes people go through things before you do 
like I know relationship wise I went through a relationship before one of my close friends went through one and I think it, it definitely impacted our friendship for a while because she didn't appreciate necessarily what I was dealing with and I didn't appreciate the fact that she didn't understand it in its fullness so we kind of logged heads in terms of how we actually saw the situation at hand um but yeah people kind of they see things differently mm. and so to now attribute one person to basically understand you you know all the way through and and they know everything about you and they're your best best friend i don't i don't subscribe to it even as but then that's what i guess at this stage i think that's what people look for in their future partner right um, mm. And I feel like even in my male relationships with partners I've been with, I've never really fully given my all, which may have worked as a detriment to relationships. But then, no, they really haven't. Because imagine if I gave my all and then they still aren't around. So, but then, do you like, feel like, like in not giving your all, you have—it's like cap. It's cap. Like, oh, you know what? I've capped you at ninety-eight percent because. Yeah you know when i feel like love is treacherous love is just <laughs> and for those who are listening to the audio cindy has just taken a very deep sip of her drink <laughs> um, but love is treacherous but it you can't like how do you progress how do you really get the fullness of it if you don't take the risk if you don't be vulnerable like you know and, and i think that's a, another great that's example um, of the types of friendships because First and foremost, you should have your your partner should be your friend. Like, mm. I, oh, of course, I was, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, "Wow, I've actually liked a lot of guys. I haven't actually liked them as a person. Like, I've liked the fact that they're their type on my type on paper. I like the mm. fact that you know they take me out. But actually, if I just think about, okay, we're not doing anything. You know, say you're broke, and I'm just sitting and I'm talking to you. I, I didn't actually really like them. Wow, really? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I, you know, even just thinking about the last couple of guys that I've seen or like been on a date with, I think there's probably one guy who I did really like him. I look, I liked what he stood for. He just didn't. He didn't. Oh, consistency! I just want to. I want to shake people's necks when I when I talk (laughs) about that work. If he was consistent, I, I probably think we would be dating by now. If he was mm. consistent and his headspace was where it needed to be, for me at least anyway, uh, we would be dating. But hey, you know, that's that, them the breaks. But you know, going back to what I was saying, love is treacherous. So do you feel like you're capping by not allowing yourself to have that friendship, that full friendship, and, and almost develop that kind of best friend-like element with your, with your partner? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Only because... Looking back on it now, maybe at the time, you do grow. And I feel like, I think my walls were broken down with friendships and relationships. They get broken down, so you can't give your all. But if I look back on it now and I think, wow, imagine if I did give my all. I would have even been more scorned than I was. Because I just thought, I actually, because friends, I think what one of my biggest lessons in life, I don't think any of my female friends have ever let me down in the way that a guy friend has. I think, if that makes sense. So only one female Ooh. friend I had a trust issue with. Mm. And it was quite surprising because the people that I take on board as my friends, we generally have the same outlook on life. And that person it came to a, a situation that happened and we just were not aligned in what 
should have been the outcome of that situation and, it, and that was very painful for me because I thought Ra like as a friend not mm. as my friend but as a friend, a friend as we yeah. are friends of each other yeah. we've like known each other for a number of years we should be aligned with certain things and it was quite mm. upsetting to know that this person and it could be if she looks at it in that in this context she can look at it as I wasn't agreeing with her concept but I felt it was a concept that a majority of people would have said the same thing so it's not even yeah. a case of oh you didn't agree with me i felt you didn't just, agree with this me. is the sentiment of a friendship yeah yeah so i was quite saddened by that because i thought like this mm. is somebody that i really like and for a while we weren't we didn't speak for years and stuff but obviously now we've talked and stuff and it's just one of those like i can let people go easily like log you off whatever that's it done and yeah. dusty but i feel like we were such good pals like it was a painful one and i think that was probably the last time i ever really gave rise to such a fr female friendship if that made sense mm. like i don't i feel like i i'd never really i don't my friends don't give me issues um i don't have like i don't have wayward friends touch wood thank god like and i feel like actually um, i don't have wayward friends i've had friends that we've had disagreements with and then we've actually just agreed to go like separate ways and that's that like there's no malice in it i don't think it's a shame but like when you can both agree on something then be done friendships that and you kind of think, look at the situation because anyone that I've met recently, I don't think I'll think two ways about cutting you off because you haven't been there for the majority of my life. Yeah. Um, but in terms of guy friends, like one relationship that was a friend, I would say a friend, the reason why I would say they were friends is because we knew each other for years, like yeah. we knew for a long time. So I think in terms of what happened, what they did, it was quite hurtful because all I could think of in my head was that rah. We were friends and that's even mm -hmm. harder because i don't think i've really dated mm -hmm. anyone i've been friends with so yeah not yeah not in that way anyway i've not well yeah well yeah i've not dated anyone that <laughs> i've been friends with before <laughs> that i've been friends with before so that was really really hurtful so i'm thinking i've known you for years so if somebody that i've known for years can do this to me what, what does somebody that doesn't know me that you've just met what can they they can do anything but then that's also down to persons, that person, I guess, person's individual character. Um, yeah. I think they also had um, oh. yeah, some issues. Oh, you know, never got clarity. <laughs> but yeah, like friends with that, that kind of friendship is, is weird. I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket. No, I get it. And I think, you know, I think with every experience that we go through, especially now, you know, we are, we're totally plus totally plus we won't say ages but we're totally plus and um as we are now we're very much we're solidifying what we've learned in our 20s so yeah. some of these sentiments they are naturally going to be there because it's like actually i've had a strong enough experience or enough experiences or smaller experiences that i actually know that this is probably not the route i want to go i do i do feel like it is important to kind of open up but i guess you know with with uh, a little bit of caution because you can't just open up to every tom dick and harry you literally can't open up to every tom dick and harry <laughs> but, but do you not find that with certain people that you don't know as much it's easier to be more open with um i do and i don't because i do in that i they don't know me i don't know them and so you can kind of have a discussion with, you know, you can go to a party and have a discussion with someone mm. and just literally live your best life because you might potentially never see them again. In mm. that respect, yes. But if you don't know me, 
like some of my mannerisms, some of my, you know, my terminology, even just like a lot of people meet me and they say, you're really dramatic, Sarah. You're really, really like, like you, you, you take things quite literally. And I'm like, no, it's just my reaction. Okay, That's just okay. how I am. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm to be open and I'm to kind of show myself in full, I feel like mm. you need to understand the kind of person that I am to really appreciate what I'm saying. And mm. I, feel, I feel like with new people, and, you know, that's actually, interesting enough, one of my fears when it comes to dating, because I want someone to understand that even if I come with the gesticulation and the dramatics and whatnot, that's not mm. the end or one be all of it. I'm not trying to live my life on the edge 24-7. It's just mm. how I've always been. Um, but not everyone gets that. You know, they, they attribute it to a certain type of behavior or they mm. attribute it to a certain type of person. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's probably, it is easy for me. Like, I'm, I definitely am drawn to someone's spirit. So it's easy for me if I'm drawn to your spirit to become friends with you. Okay. But because I know how I can be, and sometimes it might come across as a bit strong, I feel like it does, it then that does mean that I need to kind of manage I guess the, the, the relationship a bit, a bit at the beginning to so it means I can't be as open as I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but with every situation, it's individual, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, I might meet someone. I've met someone actually, funny enough, I was talking to him today. We were abusing each other on Twitter, but I met someone who <laughs> I think from when we, like he'd been around for ages. Like I met him at an event, then he'd been around. Actually, I can, I can say his name. Um, he's been on the podcast before, Lev's anyway. Mm-hmm. He, um, when we first like proper, properly started talking in terms of like, um, I think we were talking about like a particular subject, but he was like one of the easiest people for me to speak to. Like that was part of the reason why I wanted to come on the podcast because he just genuinely just said his truth. Didn't really think too hard about it. Didn't really come with the airs and graces you can find with guys at times. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and he's an exception to what I've experienced with other people. So, so yeah, I think it, it can really, really vary. Um, but you said something actually, which I was going to kind of, that was kind of my next point of discussion, because I think it's quite interesting around, you know, the female friends that you have, haven't let you down as badly as, as the male friends. Um, so obviously you have Miss Hair, you have Fro Beats, you have Taste of Temi, you know, you are an uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Um, but with that, it requires, you know, support, it requires love, it requires promotion, you know, branding. And, and we all know how it goes now in terms of it's not just your um, promotion that you, you purchase, but it's also about that organic promotion through your friends, through your family, through, you know, people who have just seen your products and they really, really like it. Mm. So how much do you attribute support in a friendship? Like how important is it that your friends um support you and then I think the second question is do you find that it is the guys in your life or the females in your life that support you and I think just with that bear in mind it's not so much the number the amount of support you get because you may say have more female friends than male friends but Mm -hmm. the type of support that you get yeah okay so with my business one thing I've been quite lucky actually, especially with the hair thing. Obviously, every most girls play with hair, have hair, whatever. And my friends were really supportive in terms of like customers. So they were really good in 
my friends supported me for years buying Miss Hair. But at the same time, like Miss Hair wasn't. I talk about this brand like I'm. I am not your average Chinese vendor seller. Like one thing I was always passionate about with Miss Hair is I bought the goods. Like I would get. I went for a journey when sourcing Miss Hair products and. I knew the like the quality of product, so I think my friends mm. saw that as well. Because uh, lo and behold, imagine God forbid having a product that there's somebody else out there that does a better job. And in fact, I'll give an example. I won't say the person's brand, but there was another hair person that a couple of friends went to to get their hair done. And you know what? It's cool. They're, they're, the person they went to does really good hair, and it was really like the hair's nice and stuff. But it imagine if that stemmed from just not having the right products in the first place. I think for them, I could see kind of why they went there at that point. Like I'm a hairstyler and I only send hairstylists, hair doer when I saw that's like the next phase you go. So I could yeah. appreciate that, but I could never sell a product and want my friends to support me knowing that that product wasn't even A1 in the first place. Cause then yeah. I don't have a lot to stand on. I'm not just out here selling random stuff. So mm. in a way it's like I kind of, what I was selling helped towards that. And yeah, yeah, your friends are your friends, but at the same time, if they can go somewhere else, I mean, I, and it wasn't even like where they went was cheaper at all. Not even that. It was just more like in terms of finishing product. I could see that. But at the same time, they, they were good in terms of like purchasing. One thing I would say is like I've had scenarios and I see like instances where people are always like, oh, it costs you nothing to promote your friend's business and whatnot. And you know what? I get that. And like now I use that more in terms of like social media on Instagram stories. I can put up your thing and whatnot. When it comes to like pages and like posts, one thing you need to accept, and it's even a hard pill for me to swallow, because obviously I am someone that could do with more support in terms of promoting my business, but that's another story. It's more like you have to appreciate that certain people's branding is what you visually see when you first go on a page. Yeah. You know, if somebody is into like, oh, give a friend, for, I have a friend that's got a, a, a um, flower company. I can't necessarily expect her to plop my hair brand in the middle of her, her page. Because obviously I just think about brand. If she wants to do that, then that is fantastic. And I appreciate that. Same way on my hair page, I'm not going to put a flower brand in the middle of my thingy. And to be honest, I'm not really going to put that on my hair page's story. But that's me because I have separate accounts. I can do that on Cindy Temi, my presenting page. I don't mind. It takes nothing to really repost. But sometimes you do see like maybe you have to kind of ask in groups. And I feel like if you just ask, it's one thing if you ask and then your friends kind of ignore me, then you feel away and you react accordingly. But like, I just feel like if you, nowadays you just have to ask, you can't really expect. I've seen so many people like, oh, your friends don't support you. When you're, when it's a naked picture, they like your picture or what is this? And I get that at times, but I just don't, I don't expect anyone to do anything for me if I'm honest with you. Like, I really do not. That's what, I mean, maybe before you, I have very little expectations of what I expect from people um, just by virtue of me like I'm also not that person like I will see something and I can think in my head like I can think the best of things but sometimes it takes me a while to actually verbally say it just because I've just never it'll just take me a while not because I'm like not reserving it it's just that I'm just not saying it so like yeah. now I'm trying to be more vocal in terms of like reposting people's stuff or like I'll get people that are like oh can you um like my page or like they'll ask me to do something or subscribe to their channel i'm thinking right you haven't even subscribed to mine and the difference between me and one thing i don't do i don't push my brand and this is why i don't think i i should kind of get a blight with people because i feel like 
I'm not that kind of person that sends out, like I do the podcast every week and I used to do, um, and then like obviously the magazine show when I was being recording for that, but I don't send out broadcasts for those things. These are things that need to be pushed. You don't see me sending out broadcasts for those, let alone you now wanting me to send a broadcast for your own item because it wouldn't, it just, it's just not my nature. I don't like forcing things on people. So I think that's the kind of stance I take when it comes to like putting people's stuff out there, but it's not because I don't want to, but it's just like, it's just because I just don't. I don't like, even when I was doing that taste with Temi um, and the restaurant um, collabo, it was really hard getting people to buy into something. I don't know why. I just feel away. I don't know why. The only thing I feel like 100% comfortable pushing and asking people to buy into it, I like my hair products because I'm like, I've done this for years now. I'm so comfortable in that brand. But anything else, I just feel like, oh, I don't want it to be that. Here she comes again with another item she's selling or something. But yeah, I just think it's um, it's important to get their support. Sorry, going off a tangent. But um, it's important. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> but I do understand how, and I don't necessarily like it, but because I just feel like, oh, just put my, that helps support me. But I do, I have to learn to appreciate more that not everything is in line with people's personal branding. Obviously, you know when someone's just being, they just don't want to support or they're not. Tell me, be, I'd rather you be honest than me second guessing why you're not promoting my page. When it comes from guys, I've had guys, um, like, guys are different. I feel, I've, some guys are secret haters. Like, some guys really, like, I get, I wouldn't say I get why, but, like, I've dated guys that maybe when I've been in, like, entertainment or, like, on TV, they won't necessarily push the brand. And I don't expect them to, to be honest, maybe. But it's just, like, some guys don't necessarily <laughs> like you being in that limelight. They'll tell you, like... Should, should, no, but should we expect them to push the brand? I wouldn't, I, not, people are different. There's some, there's some really different, but it's, I don't know. I'm just not like that. But I get, I see, I see couples where like, like, like they're pushing their partner and that's yeah. nice. That's really nice to see. That's beautiful. Like you're pushing your partner's brand. Your partner may like, I don't know, may have a property business or like a, I don't know that you, they can, I guess. I don't, I, I just find it cringe. I find, but then I find affection cringe in general, like for me personally. <laughs> It's my guy every time I'm doing something, it's like, oh, my girl's on TV. That, that, oh, check out the show. I like that. I like subtle pushing, but mm, I, don't, yeah, I, just, I get yeah. really cringed up by on me sort of pushing or promotion. I don't know why. I just, I think, like, yeah, I'm quite averse to like anything too sweet or anything like that. But it would be, it would be nice, I guess. And I think you only get used to it by like repetition. But I don't know. Guys pushing brand, they are supportive. They'll come at, I, I don't mind if you're telling me, but if you're like being a secret hater and you've never ever like, you know I'm on a show or you know I'm on a podcast and you've never. Mm. So you would say your, your female friends have bought more into your brand. Do you feel that's because of who your brand is targeted at or do you think it's just naturally the friends that you have? I think so more, but like I've had guys like guy friend or guy associate. I don't really have any, I used to have a couple of guy friends I was close to, but I don't really have guy friends like that now, but couple of guys that like i'm cool with they'll be like yeah I, like, I see what you're doing with the show and that's that's lit that's nice because they they see that's an entertainment avenue from them they were like oh you're doing x y and z so they actually acknowledge there are loads of other things i'm doing yeah put their attention is the entertainment side of things yeah, and I get that. exactly so then they do yeah they, they do acknowledge it um yeah i don't but some guys can be haters some guys you actually date are haters yeah you know? some guys they're not there to be frank they're shits up together 
and then it intimidates them that some it's so weird because i feel like even when you kind of develop and, and that's another key thing that you know i think is is important to acknowledge that when you are developing friendships mm. with guys that you might potentially be in a relationship with you start to see what their their grounding is you know um i was having a conversation i won't bait it up too much in terms of kind of what it was discussed but i was listening to this guy talking and i thought you're not like first of all you're mean you're a mean person <laughs> you're a mean person like, that's crazy but i just thought you know every every single person gets their, their shit together at different uh, you know different stages in their life and it's fine but i just thought where i am or where you are we're not aligned we're not aligned you're working it out and i'm like you know what i'm still working it out but i'm definitely a lot further than um than you probably are and actually that in itself is a disparity that mm -hmm. can cause conflict in the future because it's not to say that the what they've achieved or what you've achieved has to be on the same level it's just to say i am where i need to be and i appreciate that i am where i need to be right and when you don't get that feeling from someone I think even as a friend, that's when there's mm. potential for conflict. You know, I, I think something you said which was very key was that it's important for your brand to be A1. You know, if I think about Community D uh, pod in terms of who listens to it, I mean, I push it out, push it out on my personal, um, you know, every once in a while, I'll put out a broadcast because me, I like you. I like looking at my stats. I like seeing mm. high number. But I'm, I'm very similar in that I don't feel, I feel like it should be very organic because ultimately not everyone needs to listen to the content that's out there or not everyone wants to listen to content that's out there. Um, but I am very appreciative of all the support that I do get, you know, especially from friends who I know it's just not in there. You know, I have a lot of friends, surprisingly, who don't like being on social media. And I say surprisingly because I'm someone who's very social media friendly. I'll, yes. I'll say, but, you know, um, for me, I, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I don't like it where it's not organic. And yeah. I don't, um, you know, I, I try not to push too much. But I, when I see it actually kind of growing, I realise, okay, I'm putting something out there that was needed or I'm putting something out there that actually people are buying into. Um, and that, for me, has been very key in terms of who's pushing and who's promoting and who's um, sharing my content. So I think that, that's really, really, really important. Another question that I have for you, and again, you kind of touched on it, so I want to explore it a little bit further, is around what, at what point do you identify conflict? So, you know, I'm sure the both of us could talk about our war stories in terms of fights that we've had <laughs> with our <laughs> friends or, or conflicts. You know, I'm sure we both had one about guys, as you do, but, you know, there's so many other different... Having said, you know, I've never had of... Um... I've never had an issue with a girl over a guy, huh? a friend. I mean, I someone come and you respond to this video once it's out, but I genuinely, nah. So I actually had, um, I think I must have posted something saying, I think there was like a topic on Twitter and mm. I must have posted like, I feel like every woman's had this. And actually a few people responded saying, well, no, maybe it's just a friend. So I have, I've never had that issue. And I was like, Raw, you have really good. I said, girl, let me tell you one quick, quick story like this. I remember when I was, um, 
I generally feel like she just wants to get revenge on me. But I remember when I was Imagine. um red flag. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was uh, let's just say I was at an earlier stage in my life. I won't say where. Um, and I was um, w- I had a friend, and we she liked a guy, and I the guy liked me. And I, to me, I'm very much of the sentiment that if he doesn't like you, man's free for all. Do you know what I mean? And some people are like, nah, savage. I'm like, nothing's going to happen. Even if I say no, nothing's going to happen between you and the, the guy anyway. So it's, it's about how you approach it. And mm-hmm. in all fairness, as much as I kind of went, like, we kind of got together. I think we got together, we didn't really. Um, we kissed. And then... Um, <laughs> as much as that happened... Um, you know I, the way I, what I didn't do is I didn't speak to her about it. That was like my absolute failure and something mm-hmm. again I wouldn't I wouldn't do now. Mm-hmm. Like even before it got to the point where there was potential for a kiss, I'd have to have that conversation and really appreciate kind of what was going on. But long shosha, when it was time for me to have a guy I'm seeing, I'm liking, I won't even go into details as to what this girl did. But let's just say this girl, she must was waste most. She knocked it out. She, the way, what she did and how she even did it and the way she even told me afterwards, yeah, this girl, she shake a shake a silara. For those again who are not Yoruba, shake a silara means when they slap you up. She slapped me up. She dealt with me candidly. She dealt with me very, very well. But he, he so, himself as well was also. I mean, the guy too, he was. But then he doesn't know, there's no loyalty there and we all know that you know, guy. For me, that was, I remember, I think, my conflict resolution, and actually has been for a number of years, and if I think back at it, was no conflict. It was pretty much brush it under the carpet or mm-hmm. cut them off. Okay. In that instance, I cut them off, and in other instances, I brushed them under the carpet. But I think the question I kind of have is, at what point do you think about potentially managing a relationship out? Um, and you know, if you don't, but there is a conflict, how is it best to kind of approach it? Because I feel like everyone has different ideas of how to best manage a situation. Um, And I always say this, I will continue to say it, I think we have a real problem in our generation around conflict resolution, around confrontation. And Mm. confrontation doesn't have to be an aggressive word. Confrontation Mm. is simply addressing the issue and dealing with it. So I think, yeah, two questions there are essentially, at what point do you feel like a conflict is unresolvable? Um, but if you do feel like a con- conflict can be resolved, mm-hmm. what what kind of methods would you kind of, what have you done in the past or what would you recommend to do, you know, to those who are, who are listening? Um, so I guess I've, I've had a couple... When, when there's a reoccurrence of the same sort of issue and the same understanding that's when I feel like oh, we're just isn't it it's in a bud like um I think probably more recently there was just an understanding maybe a situation of difference of opinions over something with somebody maybe that I'd been friends with a long time mm. and I think we just felt we both kind of just we had it out and then we were just like I think we just kind of knew in our heads that there's no point in we've had a number of like situations where this same thing as we both, there's misunderstandings between the two, there's conflict in uh, like opinions, difference of opinions. And it's just not, it doesn't, there's no, there's no value add. So just kind of go your separate ways. Like it's, as long as you understand, it's not a, I don't do 
I don't need to buy any of my friends. The people that you, you beef or you have issues with are people that aren't your friends. Like, for you to feel like you want to fight someone, that they will never be your friend in the first place. So the, the best approach to take is somebody that you're actually friends with, but you're no longer, like, you don't share the same values or you've come your separate ways. It's just to kind of take that. Don't force it. Yeah. Um, and just go your separate ways. One thing I feel like, because I'm actually quite a very, very busy person, if I wasn't as busy in terms of like all the things I do, I think I'd probably have a few more issues than I kind of let on now. But because time and is restricted, you have to kind of place your energy in certain places. When you sit down and think, oh, like so and so did this, you just okay, you let it go. But you just have to like the only reason why I really let something go is like if there was a major difference of opinion or if it's a reoccurring thing. And you just kind of like talk. If they holler, okay, cool, but I'm not gonna go out of your way but having said that actually the other day today yeah the other day I reached out to someone that we went our separate ways but for some reason they'd been on my mind like yeah. and I just think it's one of those ones where like we didn't necessarily have an argument or anything we just kind of just stopped talking but for, as of recent they'd been on my mind and it was like I think they'd pop up and it's not even like I want to be friends with them or anything but the mere fact I really contemplated reaching back out because I thought to myself, you're not speaking and you're not friends for a certain reason. Like, is that enough to just ignore them popping up on my mind? And I thought, I don't think my conscience, my conscience would have felt right if anything I'd found out anything or heard anything. So I just reached out to him. I said, Hey, I hope you're doing well in this current climate, whatever. And I felt better. Like now if they pop up in my mind, it's done. I've, I've reached out. I'm good. I've done what I needed to do. Um, but like yeah very rarely do I like, I have often like on, maybe one or two people I've kind of like fallen out with and they've been like thought about them but other than that no nah, I just it is what it is you just move on and I can move I've lost people close to me enough for me to just not care about people that aren't like in my immediate sort of yeah, see I think I have a different sentiment in that respect I think that it is one of those things where I have um most definitely kind of been friends with people and I've actually tried to hold on to the relationship to the point that actually we've probably broken it oh I I say I've we've broken it to the point that you know it's um I'm essentially damaging the relationship more than if I had kind of maybe steps back or actually just had a conversation um so I think it is important for you to definitely assess you know, first and foremost, you still want to be friends with the person. Sometimes yeah. you don't. Sometimes you actually are, you're over the situation. You don't want to be friends. Yeah. You're like, nah, I'm, I'm kind of like, let's, let's, let's move on. Um, and sometimes like when I've been like, okay, maybe you want to address it. I've just taken a bit of time and, and almost try to come to terms with the, the fact that they may agree with me, they may not. And what does it look like if they don't? Because if they do, obviously we come to resolution. If they don't, um, something I've learned very recently is about taking time, you know, really taking time to just um, accept the fact that actually there is a difference in opinion, especially when it's the first time um, that you argued with someone. So maybe you've known them for years, maybe you've known them for months, but it's the first time you've actually argued with someone mm. um, and it hasn't quite got, it's not been smooth sailing. Um, so yeah, no, and I, I think, I think we're kind of on similar pages, um, but it's, it's fundamentally just making sure that 
I guess when the relationship is, or the friendship rather, is done, you just kind of bounce and move forward. But actually, you know, the point you made around um, not having anything on your conscience is, is really, really key because when you feel like actually someone, maybe you should reach out to them, especially like, I think that's the one thing that I struggle with. I wouldn't even say struggled, I struggle with. When you know you're not in the wrong, you know that actually if you didn't message them, it's fine, but your conscience is just saying to you, look, just reach out and find out you're okay. Because sometimes actually the balance is that you are that person who is the, the carer. You're, you are that person that will reach out. You're not the one that almost just runs away from it. It's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And I, I won't lie, I, I pick and choose who I kind of oversee that feeling for and I'd say it's more my female friends than my male friends like my male mm. friends I can cut them off in an instant I don't <laughs> like I care but it's like no you should know like because I just feel like sometimes you, you can get with males they're just a bit more black and white so it's a bit like you should have understood this like I've mm. told you point blank this is how I feel why are you not getting it you're dumb bye I'm done <laughs> yeah I um, guys <laughs> I have guy friends actually. They, they they keep me sane. They're like yeah. <laughs> they're responsible people. <laughs> I actually I wish I had more guy friends. I don't have a lot of guy friends. I I wish I had more, but I wouldn't even lie. This is gonna sound so weird, but I just feel like when you start becoming friends with a guy, the the mo and you know we've talked about this. I think it was episode two. We talked about you know can a, a male and female be friends? I'm like yeah, they can, mm. but the lines get mad blurry. And I think that's probably what's happened in the past. Like the lines have gotten so blurry. I've just kind of said, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then like, I guess maybe they've upset me and I've just said, you know what, I can't deal with this. And It's I've funny just... you say that because there's always that argument about can guys and girls be friends. I feel like it also depends on where their friendships stem from. I actually just remember- Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. A couple so of days ago. With two of my guy friends from my old workplace, we were on the phone for 70 minutes on a FaceTime call, three of us. And I was just like, these are my like my friends, like my homies. Like, there's mm. never gonna be a situation where lines are gonna be crossed because that's just not the context of yeah. how we became friends in the first place. And like, that's those the key. Are it's uh, how yeah. you it's how you become friends, it's also how you I guess it's how you become friends and it's also about clarity. That that clarity, mm is very sweet clarity i love it that word <laughs> it's one of it's my favorite c it's my yeah. favorite scene. clarity or clarity in communication but clarity especially is so important because it just keeps you on the right track um you know male and female but i think especially male it just keeps you on the right track especially if things like you're not too sure maybe where things are going or what's happening and i think just ownership as well like own how you feel if you feel like actually with your male friends, there is that potential for things to be crossed. Like you need to understand actually I'm feeling away. Um, mm. We had a discussion about this um, a few days ago and it, you know, the person I was discussing it with was really, really good at being able to say, look, you're going to hurt me if I don't learn how to kind of, you know, even though we're friends it, and it's meant to be plat platonic, because that's, that's the word they like, platonic, yet you're there, you're, you're harassing me with all of your, 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 
yeah, even though it's meant to be uh, platonic, it's, it's understand that actually this is making me feel a bit more than it's platonic. So how are we mm-hmm. going to manage this um, situation? And actually, do I need to kind of back off a little bit? But, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I feel like I'm definitely in the in the market for male, more male friends so if you if you are a good friend you know holler at me because i'm a great friend i i like to think i try to be i try to be do you think you're a good friend so that's another thing i've addressed actually and i thought of as well because i have um am i a good friend <sighs> i've been honest about this before because i don't have the emo um the emotional um I don't know. I think I'm a good friend. I don't know, you know. I'm not the best friend. I I don't know. I would have have thought you would have gone with yes. I think think you have to, you know, if you want to define friendship, and actually I'm going to, oh, I can't. Actually, no, I can. Let me grab my phone. I'm going to Google what what friendship is. Interesting. But, you know, my definition, what a friendship is. Yeah. But, you, you know, friendships are different for everyone. They, right? I, and I feel like and, yeah you're right yeah your friends with, your friends with different people for different reasons so okay the definition of a friendship is a relationship or two or more with uh, is a relationship between two or more friends um or feelings that friends have for each other and I'm like okay. yeah. you know the, the, the basis of that is like or love you know, it depends on how deep the friendship is, but yeah. it's like or love. And if you have that for your, you know, and love in almost in the biblical sense, love is not self-seeking, you know, it's kind, it's not boastful. It's not going to look to trip you up. It's not going to look to, to hinder you because you're doing, you know, you're seemingly doing better than somebody else. That is friendship. Mm. That is what you deliver to, to, you know, the people that are around you and, and in that capacity i would say you're a great friend because you know, I, yeah I, your point is valid like so for me to not know if i'm a good friend i think it's a bit silly but no i am a good friend and i feel like what you said makes sense i'm a good friend for what people have me as a friend for if that makes sense so like i have friends for example that i can go to for a general chit chat about life and offer good advice i have a friend that gives me amazing work experience like advice and good emotional support i have a friend that when i who's very real and straight to the point so that I, that same friend i'm not going to go to when i'm feeling like debbie downer and i want to have a shoulder to cry on because that friend will just tell me as it is and i'm not going to get that shoulder if that makes sense I think, yeah. but then i've seen qualities in my friends that i don't necessarily have if that makes sense so i have a friend yeah. that when you tell her a problem in fact there's actually so i'll read something out quickly but when you tell her a problem she's very good at not trying to fix the solution she gives you advice whereas if someone tells me an issue i'm always like oh um what can we do to fix it and you know what that might not necessarily always be the best response at the time so like take a guy if you're in a relationship with a guy and your guy comes home about an issue at work with men as well especially they don't really they're not looking for you to become in as a fixer they just want to they just want to speak because guys rarely get stuff off their chest anyway. So sometimes it's not always the case of trying to be able to fix it. Um, but like I have a friend that says, uh, find the, the point. So yeah. Yeah. So she should always give me good advice. And I feel like, rah, like I can't give that advice to people. Like I'm not, 
I don't know why I can't give good advice sometimes. I can and I can't, if that makes sense. So I feel like yeah. those that I'm friends with, I'm a good friend, yeah. But I just sometimes don't. I've, I haven't always got the, the time, I guess. I don't always have that time for people that I feel like other people have for me. Um, yeah. And I think it, I mean, I will say it's important to just make sure that there is parity because I can say from kind of the other side of the spectrum where I might have a lot of time for friends and they don't necessarily have a lot of time for me. Mm. Um, that has, it, it has impacted me in time, uh, in times where I've really needed them. Mm. But I think it, time again is also quite relative because where you might not necessarily have the time to be on the phone, that might just be the person that you are, but actually when they have an event, when they just yes, need someone to come exactly. around, yes. you are the person that they will call because actually that's your bag. That's yeah. where you're going to go. So it's about an appreciation of, I guess your individual individual relationship or friendship that you have with someone mm -hmm. and how that kind of works in sync. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think, you know, I was going to say before as well, like, it's okay for you to question if you're a good friend, because I think we should all be doing that. We should always be questioning, are we serving our friends in the way that benefits us? And I say us in terms of, you know, obviously it's beneficial to you because obviously you have a healthy friendship with your, with your friends, but also benefiting them in terms of actually they know you are there for them. You know, I think as we get older, you don't, it's important to be vocal, but you shouldn't actually always have to be vocal. They should know this is what I expect from you. This is what I get from you. And as, if you can have as many positives as possible in terms of what people um, expect from you as a friend, then, you know, the more solid I believe it is. Um, and if you have that parity, then you've got that as well. So yeah. Gosh, that was a really interesting. Kind of, I feel like it flew by actually. It was we, we covered a couple of topics, but definitely, you know, friendship. I think now more than ever is so important. Mm. Um, you know, these are the people that are going to be there mm. to support you, uh, especially where you haven't got the opportunity to necessarily socialize or be face to face. So it's those phone calls. You know, I know you've been doing um, the Insta lives with um, how do you pronounce her name? Cash, Cash, Cash. Cash. So her name's Lucy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So juicy cash, juicy cash. That's it. Yeah. Juicy cash. Um, you know, there's been loads of Zoom calls. I've been on a few. I've got a few uh, scheduled, including learn how to make ayo mashi. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah, my friend's going to teach me. Sorry. Have you done it? Have you recorded it already? No, 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 no. But um, if I'm going to do it on Zoom, so I'm actually going to record it. Record it. Make sure. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to learn, but. You know, there are you know, even just like some of my old work friends, we're, we're having a Zoom call just to have a drink and just to catch up. Yeah. The, you know, what's going on? It's the best way now. To be yeah, honest. it's the best way to like solidify the friendship that you have. So really, take that time mm. to kind of uh, appreciate those who are around you, appreciate who they are. Okay. You know, life is is short, uh, unfortunately, but if you live it fulfilled, if you live it not regretting anything, if you live it being just as um, helpful and just as loving as just as great as as the people that you hopefully have in your life are to you mm -hmm. then it's a life well lived really you know yeah. these are things that are, are priceless essentially so you mm -hmm. just always want to make sure that you appreciate it for for everything that it is and yeah. be nice Pace and be nice. nice be nice be nice to be genuinely nice as well 
Don't come and give. Oh, fake. It's not- I can always spot a fake one. Trust me. Trust me, Trust me, daddy. Right. Me, um, so can I quickly read that quote I saw, actually? Sorry. Yeah, So somebody, I reposted this. It says, I have a friend who always asks me before venting or sharing concerns if I have the mental space for it right now. And I got to say, that willingness to, and I got to say, that willingness to accept boundaries and not demand somebody, someone to dedicate emotional energy they may not have right now is the healthiest shit ever. Like, that is so key. You yeah. have that one friend that's always there, always available, but sometimes you actually just need to, as an individual, being on that end, to take time up for yourself to really understand yeah. how you can process it right now. Yeah, and and it doesn't always have to look like you asking them, oh, are you, are, can you can you actually deal with this right now? It's just about <laughs> gauging. You gauge, like, you're talking mm. to someone and someone is just like, that maybe they're not as engaged as they are, they have been previously, or, you know, something mm. kind of doesn't seem quite right. Listen to that. You know, and I, I agree, listen to it, because sometimes, you know, you might be hearing about someone dealing with something that's actually very triggering. Like, you know, there was uh, an issue around, uh, well, not an issue, sorry. There was a couple of posts that were going out about some people who'd unfortunately passed because of corona. And that was very triggering for me. So I had to kind of tell people, this is triggering. Don't send it to me. I don't, I don't really want to, to, to discuss this. Um, but there were a few people I felt like they just knew this is not a conversation to have. And they just put love hearts. Um, and I kind of, I, I think I even just said, I, I don't think I can talk on this. Then we say much of them. They just put love hearts. Cool. Get it. Mm. So it's, it's about gauging, gauging the situation as well. I think that's so important. And understanding. And understanding. Right. So on to the final part of the pod. Mm. And um, in this part, we are, um, I think you know how it goes. It's about kind of giving advice to listeners. But what I'm going to do is I have up here, um, or rather down here. Um, <laughs> I have editing skills. <laughs> what you said on the last episode, there was quite a great advice that you gave on the last episode you came on. Mm. But to summarize, mm. what you said was a clear vision, clear mindset, take risks opportunities uh, surface where you scratch at them and i think you use uh, kojo and the black magic wars as an example yes. so yeah. i think you know in part i would love for you to give more advice kind of moving i think we're kind of six months or not six months that's too early uh, but four months on from when we last recorded the podcast yeah. but also just okay from kind of giving that advice what have you seen kind of moving forward from taking that advice in your own life as well hmm. what have i seen in that time oh girl i mean the last things have weirded out like in the last month and stuff but i think before then i hadn't traveled at that point um obviously had a good time december traveling had like the felt like the final foodie event <laughs> i don't know if i'd had it at that point but like foodie group and yeah. Met people lost people in that time just went our separate ways but i don't know nothing nothing really has nothing is there anything so, so like during this time is there anything that you have done that potentially is taking a risk you know you've had to obviously adjust how you work um like in terms of you know, for example, like the magazine show, you've mm-hmm. had to adjust how you work. I saw actually you did a live with um, an artist. 
yeah 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 is that something that you would have potentially done before because i I mean i would see that as taking not a risk but just taking those opportunities and really turning them into gold dust but one thing now that i am seeing is just take now we've got all this time even though time seems to be going 10 times faster but one thing i am saying is just use every opportunity to the best so I think when we were stuck at work, going into work, complaining about not having enough time, in my head, I assumed that all I need is just to be at home and I'll be able to get X, Y, and Z. And now I've been presented with that opportunity and yeah. everything I've put in my mouth, I haven't necessarily done. So I'm thinking, you know what? I need to take a step back and really understand, is it what is it within me that's not doing all the things that I said I could do if I was given the time? And I feel like now we've been given this second deadline of... Um, being quarantined or staying at home and I feel like that's really like my next step like the first three weeks was trying to understand this damn situation getting used to it literally being bored in the house bored in the house bored to actually being like shit I've got xyz that I need to do to get a list and start doing it so your so your countdown for the um launch of this new podcast I saw that and I was like oh I was even going to come to you I was like oh yeah I need to get your editing tips because I like that that was cute play on words like it's coming back and I was like you know what learn do something like obviously I've got Miss Hair to do that I need to promote and I'm seeing what people are attracted to like it's not a case of just uploading one picture of a wig like I'm doing now I'm getting involved in TikToks I'm getting involved in memes because yeah. I'm I don't really care about looking silly like I have no shame yeah <laughs> so, you need to, yeah you need to just like kind of do you, that whatever yeah. that looks like definitely I'm commenting in shade room comments like whatever happens during quarantine that is quarantine like I'm getting like you know clickbait when I see something I'm there commenting like you know what I mean yeah. I just want to it's at the same time I like my privacy and I, I but at the same time I need to be active by virtue of the things mm. that I do and I feel like the adaptation I've made now with the magazine show obviously that gave me my initial platform but now yeah. I'm actually reaching out like that I took thing was flipping scary like for me like I'm going live with an artist on my page like who I'm like who am I even the cooking thing with Lucy like I'm cooking quarantine like I'm I'm putting myself out there at the best of times where I'm not necessarily feeling like I want to be social if that makes sense yeah and it yeah. takes a lot especially on a day like we're not going anywhere but to get glammed up come on you know on a video and do something and it also takes a lot of preparation honestly um, but I'm glad I did the Ike's thing because I just want to I'm I'm using this opportunity to just do things that I wouldn't necessarily have had the time to do and I'm just kind of going there like going for it if that makes sense what's yeah. there to lose like artists were all in the same position most are at home even want the interaction you see how irrelevant people become when you're all stuck in the same yeah um, definitely definitely everyone's <laughs> looking for yeah so i mean in kind of in that in that instance in that aspect what what would you what would your advice be to those who are have listened to the podcast and they're like oh you know what i've learned a bit about friendships and actually being Mm. interactive but actually overall what what would that advice be to to those who are listening well, now is a crucial time. If people, in terms of friendships, from a friendship point of view, if people aren't adding or have that conversation with them and then do what you guys need to do, but communicate, communicate and understand. Mm. Always communicate. Like some friends aren't going to be able to communicate with you because of things that are happening for them right now. But if they're a good friend and you know, just take a step back. It may not be about you. Take a step back, voice out your concerns. And then if you feel it's not going to work, then just move on. In terms of personally, we've got time now. Build on those friendships 
that you have and use this opportunity to kind of do things that you wouldn't normally do um, yeah. take a break you don't have to decline a restaurant visit because there's no restaurant opening like a lot of the times I went out I was pressurizing to go into restaurants as much as I like food but like that people right. knew I would never say no so like now I'm just like I'm learning skills I'm, there's a few women that I'm following on Instagram that are just cooking like crazy and they've got new ideas I'm just doing things that I genuinely love and then I'm also using it as an opportunity that when we do go back to the new norm, what did I do before do I not want to be doing anymore? And what do I want to do more of now that we have this space for ourselves? Because one thing I would, I would suggest to people is don't get fooled by the fact that we're in quarantine, that you've got all this time to yourself. If you still feel you need time from everything in the world, when we're back up and running, dedicate like a weekend a month to just do not do anything. Don't go to events catch up with your friends still via zoom like there's even certain things that the way they're running now i even like the whole do it online like we don't have to always meet up maybe one episode like of recording we do it online the instagram live is great like yeah just and reach out to us. i think artists you want to be reaching out to reach out. go on instagram lives like i was on tiny tempers live i saw that was that. just in my gym gear michael dapper coming to embarrass like i don't care like as long as yeah just do whatever man and form friendships <laughs> yeah so it's very much all about you know do like it's not even do something new just do you do, do you, you work you. out what you what work out what you looks like work out you know even if it is silly and you think oh that's almost a, it doesn't matter do he you like a six-pack baby that's what i look like <laughs> i'm getting there all these workouts but no, yeah, yes you me. are you are you're getting there and trust me when we when we do bikini bikini boob no the eye is gonna be shining like a shiny light the shiner <laughs> so i want summer to come oh man Boy, my summer body is still loading but hey we move. we move we move we move well cindy it's been amazing thank you so much for doing this virtual episode with me I, I honestly I'm loving these virtual episodes because I just I feel like it's almost like chatting to your friend on the phone yeah but it is, recording so. it and you know it's going to be out there but it, it, it's the same as doing in the studio but I don't know it's just something different mm-hmm. and it generally brings me real moments of joy um really talking about things that I think people can take the opportunity to think about as mm-hmm. we are in this time and, and even as you said going into the new normal these are things that you can take with you. You know, it's mm-hmm. not going to, it's going to stand the test of time in terms of, you know, that development and that growth you have for yourself. So, and thank you so much for being a part of that. And thank you for all the words of wisdom that you, wisdoms, wisdoms, that's what I said. Wisdom. The words of wisdom mm-hmm. that you have passed on. Um, so just before we go, do you want to share your um, socials or where people can find you, like your lives and stuff? Yeah, so if you guys are into food and, well, not restaurant visits, but there are some old school ones, but food and general food ones, it's on Instagram, taste with Temi, T-A-S-T-E with T-E-M-I. I I sell hair. I'm doing a massive sell shortly, but I didn't realise how much stock I had. So I am actually, you know, building it up. But check out um, MZ Hair on Instagram, M-Z-H-A-I-R-L-T-D on Instagram for sell updates. And then if you are into Afropop culture, it's at Frobeats um on instagram and all over social platforms and then the magazine show each and every wednesday and saturday 6 p.m to 8 p.m wednesdays 1 p.m to 3 p.m on sky channel 458 or bentelevision.com book me Oi! That was <laughs> I yeah. literally 
Do you know what? That was like a verbal, what do they call them again? You know, the, the diarrhea. Um, no, not <laughs> <laughs> and Cindy Temmy on Instagram for all socials. <laughs> for all socials. No, it was um. Oh, what do they call it? It's like a real show. That was a verbal show. Oh, verbal show. Yeah. You had everything on lock. Yes, program. Yeah, everything. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, as always, you can find uh, me uh, or find Community Pod on Instagram. So Community D Pod. Um, and you can also find me um, on Life Without Spanx on Twitter. So that's Life, W-O-S-P-A-N-X-S. Uh, if you ever want to send a comment or send a dilemma, so, so maybe some of the things that you've heard, you'd love to ask some questions or actually just send a dilemma about something you've been dealing with, you can do so on uh, Curious Cat. So the link will be in all of the, um, on the platforms where you can hear the podcast, or you can also email communitypod at gmail.com. Well, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Or for those who are watching, thank you very much for watching. Um, always love having you uh, be a part of this conversation. So I feel even though I don't hear you or see you, I know you are there. And until next time, bye.